from Relay FM. This is the Pen Addict, episode 287. Today's show is brought to you by Harry's, Squarespace, and Storyworth. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Brad Duddy. <laughs> that, that was kind of a letdown. I was like, I'm joined by. Uh, well, I figured I, halfway through, I realized if I get much louder, I'm going to start distorting the microphone. So I decided to uh, bring gotcha. it down. Well, in my case, if I get much louder, I'm going to wake up my daughter because it's uh, 8 a.m. where I'm recording. Sh- my s- daughter somehow got out of school two days earlier than my son, and they're in the same county. So Uh-oh. go go figure. So my son is on his way to school, and my daughter's still in bed. So oh, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. I bet it was so, a fun uh, morning in the Dowdy household. Oh, it was fine. Like, my son, he doesn't care because they, he's like, we're not doing anything anyway. Like, tomorrow they're that's wearing true. pajamas. So, it's oh, like, that's he's awesome. like, whatever. We used to have toy day mm-hmm. when I was a kid. So, like, the last day of school, everyone just brought in their favorite toy. It was like this huge show and tell. And everyone just brought in their toys. And then we all just played yep. with each other's toys for the entire day and yeah. watched movies. It was the best. It was yep. the, the best. Yeah. They'll do uh, board games now for... Uh, okay. Like in my son's my son's school. Yeah, Toy Day was full of board games, right? Like that was the thing that people tend yeah. to bring in because it was like it's a thing that you have to share. So like bringing in your favorite action figure doesn't go very far, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was a great well, you, day. You had Toy Weekend in Seattle, apparently. I want to hear all yeah, about man. this PodCon experience. Like I know this is a a, a pen stationary show, but this is kind of a big deal. I met a I bunch of Panatic to... listeners. Yeah. Right. Like it so, was tell us about thing. this event. PodCon, if you've ever heard of VidCon, which you may have heard of, right? Like VidCon is the big YouTube convention thing. PodCon is VidCon for podcasts, even so much as it was even arranged by the same people. Yeah, Hank Green puts it yeah. on, I believe. Yeah, Hank Green and uh, a couple of the McElroy brothers and a couple of people mm-hmm. from uh, the Night Vale Presents, so like Night Vale people, they, put, they all came gotcha. together to, to create this thing. And it was a weekend event in Seattle. I got home yesterday. And it was amazing, Brad. Like the the it was kind of split into a couple of different things. So there were like shows you could go watch as a fan, events mm-hmm. you could attend as somebody who's interested in podcasts as a medium, and events you could attend as people who are interested in making their own podcasts. Like it was kind of split into those three things. Mm-hmm. And I was involved in a couple of things. I did a panel with a bunch of people that I shouldn't be allowed to talk to because it's so amazing. <laughs> I was very confused at that. I was like, Mike, <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I my panel included uh, Christy and Joseph from Night Vale, Gabby Dunn from Bad of Money, some Panoply, mm-hmm. Justin mm-hmm. McElroy from all of my favorite shows, and Roman Mars. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, there's Mike asking Roman Mars questions and Gabby Dunn questions. Man. I'm like, get out of town. <laughs> it was, yeah, I, I was kind of sat down and I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> uh, but it, that went, that went so well. Like, I was surprised just how good it was. Like, I, mm-hmm. I worked hard on preparing, but everyone was super up for it. Like, yeah, it was great. I did a bunch of other stuff. I did a what's called a podcast scramble. So it was me and Kevin Porter of a show called Gilmore Guys. Um, mm-hmm. And he, well, I think that show's ended. But he has a show called Good Christian Fun. And we had the best time. Like me and me and Kevin, we had like an immediate chemistry. Like we met in the morning and we just mm-hmm. immediately clicked. And we had a great time. My signing was a big success. Um, yeah. Did you that, sign right-handed or left-handed? Left-handed. Yeah, let's not talk mm-hmm. about that. 
Uh, I had a poster <laughs> made. I had an amazing poster made by a guy called CJ Rowland, and he did an incredible job, uh, except for one thing, which I didn't even notice, uh, which I've forgotten about, didn't see it. Uh, I'm writing with my right hand in the in the in the poster, which is so. Dead. Thank you, Junie yeah. from Alt Haven, for pointing that out. I yep. didn't notice it either. I was I was taken in by the awesomeness of the poster, yep. and there's a pen, or I guess Mike's Apple pencil, probably uh, in his right hand, and it was kind of amazing that Junie pointed that out. So yeah. thank you, Junie. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the Easter egg, right? Like, yeah, that's yeah. how you know it's a legit one. If you ever get a poster with me in my left hand, then you know it's like that's a fake one. Maybe mm, I'll just, mm-hmm. you know what though? Like it kind of worked out because then he got to put my tattoo in it. Like for artistic yeah. purposes, yes, it made way more sense to do it this way because I would have been blocking off a bunch of stuff. Like it wouldn't have worked so well. But there are totally. like a million pen addict references. There's references to every show, but there's a bunch of pens in this. And oh, there's yeah, a ton. Yeah, it was, it was freaking amazing. Like it's so cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, PodCon in general was amazing. I hope they do it again. Because mm-hmm. I had a, I had such a great time. Was this the first time, or I haven't? It I don't was, it was it, the so. very first PodCon. Oh wow! Yeah, well, I got to they, hang out with they, friend of the show, Aaron Mankey, a bunch. I I saw that, and I talked to him a little bit, and saw his some of his tweets. So yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, very was, very cool. So yeah. All right, so let's get down to let's get down to business. Mm-hmm. I know I know we uh, I like to stray because I'm into this stuff and I don't I honestly you and I do not talk much during the week, um, just on hey how's it going stuff. We'll say oh I need this oh I need that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. you know I'm just following along all your PodCon adventures just like everyone else who listens to the show, and I want to hear about it because it excites me. But we are here to talk pens and papers, so we have yeah. some follow up to get to. The first one, I got a bunch of emails on the copper smell, getting the copper smell off your hands. Yep. And a lot of people replied with the same answers. What you do is you force the patina on their, your pen to get it to where you want. How do you do that? Just u- use it, okay. you know. Yeah, but by force it, it just means use it. I mean, there's other things you can do. You can, like, pour things on it. Blowtorch. You know, Got to do the old the, yeah. uh, Caveco thing. <laughs> Blowtorch it from yeah. your desk. <laughs> From your desk, uh, torch it, acid it, you know, lemon juice it, all that kind of stuff. So get the pen to how you want it, and then you apply some type of clear coat to that pen, and it seals it off. The popular answer was Cerakote. I don't know how easy that is to get, but our good friend Tony from Everyday Commentary said in the knife world, which is his world, he says this is super common for knife handles. People will get them looking how they want to use it, use it how they want it to look when they use it, and then coat it with Cerakote. It's a clear oh, like, varnish, okay. if you will. Okay. And it seals it seals off the copper, so it's no longer going to patina, which means it's no longer going to smell when you use it. That's genius. Because you can get colored Cerakote, right? So this is just like a clear yes. one? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So... The issue is like I have because I'm so anal retentive about my pens look and feel. It's like, well, am I do I get it in the threads? How is that gonna work? Mm. Like I can see it on a flat side or a grip section or a round barrel, but if you start getting into like the nooks and crannies, like I would be worried about how it would look. So like that's not something I would ever do, I don't think. But uh I like the idea of it if like you really want to use that copper pen but are annoyed by the smell. That is a good idea. You just have to live yeah. with the smell for a little bit. And there's other things you can do, you know, but uh, Cerakote seemed to be the, the common answer in, um, in my emails that I got on this. 
The other email, I got a couple emails on the Pelican Ocean Swirl, the beautiful new release from Pelican. And good friend of the show, pen dealer, Pelican dealer to the stars is what I call him, Mr. Tom Bailey, um, who I've, I've known Tom for a long time from the pen show world. Um, let me read his response here. He's a Pelican dealer. He says, the entire body is actually the same in four vertical panels. As Mike said, two opposing panels are bright and bring out the blue and internal sparkle quite well. Indoor, the other two panels can easily be mistaken for black or dark navy blue. In strong light or outdoor sun, it's easy to see it is the same material as the lighter panels, and the internal sparkle will have you reaching for your sunglasses. Hmm. As he said. So there's like a four panel variation, like a two and two where bright sparkle and then depth, but the sparkle's still in there. So as you rotate the pen, if you notice all the pictures show the bright side, right? <laughs> There's not many pens that, Hey, check out my awesome ocean swirl dark side of the pen, you know? So, I mean, I guess it's, it's how it's designed purposefully. They should all be sort of the same-ish, but I'm sure there's a lot of variation, and I'm sure that comes up from time to time, which is why it's great to check this one out as a um, you know in in person purchase. Tom also went on to add. He said, "Side note: This is the first Pelican M800 series to benefit from the retail price reduction, which we talked about that before, right? Um, I know I've talked about it uh, outside the podcast. I can't remember if we went through it on the podcast. So the previous M800s were $845 MSRP. This one is $650 MSRP. So that's a great price reduction because almost all stores." sell Pelicans for 20% off MSRP. That's like the standard. So whatever that math is, you know, closer to $500, I guess. So related are, okay, so I wouldn't, I was going to say our good friends, <laughs> but it's not. Um, the, peop, the people that work at MassDrop <laughs> um, have the Pelican M805. And I'd like to table that topic momentarily should we do we have a whiteboard can we park it for now because yeah. we're going to hit a we're going to hit a different uh type of full length topic and i want to bring this up when we discuss that so we are aware of the mass drop issues i of course have opinions on that and we're going to table that talk um until a segment later in the show which i think should be pretty good all right today's show is brought to you by Storyworth, a new way to bring the family together. Everyone has a family member who tells the best stories. And Storyworth wants to capture that in a to give you the ability to have all those funny, poignant tales in just one place. They make it easier for your loved ones to share their life stories with weekly email story prompts and questions that you might not think to ask. At the end of the year, they'll get those stories bound in a beautiful hardcover book which is sleek with a black and white interior, color cover, of up to 480 pages. That means that you and your loved ones can relive those memories and even pass the book on to future generations. 
Here's how StoryWorth works. You buy a subscription for somebody that's important to you, and each week, StoryWorth sends them an email with a question about their life. They can email back with their story or even record it over the phone. And after a year, their stories will be bound into that beautiful book for them to keep. StoryWorth is a great way to learn more about someone. The questions are designed to evoke entertaining, surprising, and moving responses. And it's perfect for staying in touch with family members who maybe live a little further away than you'd like. StoryWorth is flexible. You can write stories and upload photos by email, on the web, or in the app. You can share the stories of as many people as you want. You just invite them by email, and you can save and edit all of them on StoryWorth.com. All your data is secure, and everything is private by default. You only get you get to control who sees the stories that are being put in. I've tried out StoryWorth, and I was really impressed by how simple they make it for you to add the information. So like I tried it out for myself, like what are these going to look like? And the prompts come by email and you can just reply right there, right? So it's when you're in your email app. I also like that you can use their app as well, which gives you a bunch of different options and a bunch of different ways to add media. Um, the questions are really varied and the way that they're like positioned, the kind of questions that they ask will give you answers to things that you've maybe never thought of before. Like they help you kind of look at yourself and look at some of the things that you've done in your life. It's really nice. Obviously, StoryWorth is perfect for the holidays. The holidays are here, and it's not too late to get somebody a gift that they'll love. So, let's do this. Head to storyworth.com slash penaddict right now and give the gift of stories to somebody that you care about. And because you're a listener of this show, you'll get $20 off. So get that Christmas present out of the way right now. Head to storyworth.com slash penaddict. StoryWorth, a new way to bring the family together. Thank you to StoryWorth for their support of this show and for helping us give the perfect gift this Christmas. So I went and checked this out before when I was writing up the show notes last night. I hadn't heard of them. And like my wife does the annual photo album type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, gets it the photos and printed. Like this would be like a cool addition into something like that. So yeah, it looks very cool. I'm gonna have to show this to her. Yeah, I like right, it. So I you, like it. So you were you were in the home of Tom Ben last week mm, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden I see all this chatter in our show notes document of Mike has a two new Tom Ben bag so how did this come about I went to Tom Ben so like okay <laughs> okay <laughs> right? so you actually went there so yeah I want to hear about that I'm pretty jealous of this being a, a someone who makes bags and you know related accessories like this is like the the mecca for me right yeah, a few of us went down there. So, like, we hopped in a car and we went down to see um, Tom Bin. And mm-hmm. I wasn't really intending on buying anything specific, but, like, I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, I'll just pop down there and, like, they have a bunch of, like, great accessory stuff. Like, I'll pick something up, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of what mm-hmm. I thought I would do. Um, their place is awesome. Like, their store is kind of just, like, a cordoned-off area of their workshop. Sure. Right, and the, like the people there were super nice, really helpful. They can like explain everything to you, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like poking around, and like I love my manal bag, right? But mm-hmm. I've noticed something that that it doesn't have as much space in it as I would like at times. Like mm-hmm. when I'm packed for a trip, I have like a little space in there so I can like throw a snack in at the airport or something. But that was kind of kind of all I could get. Now I will say right now, having used this, I bought a Synapse Twenty Five was what I went with, mm-hmm. which is like their mm-hmm. their kind of their big backpack. I will note that like then having filled up the Synapse bag, it's maybe heavier than I would want, right? Because I put too much sure. stuff in, so like I need to refine this over time. But I do that's a, like that's a trick. Yeah, yeah it's a that's it's a very funny, funny how that delicate happens. balance. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> so, I mean, but the thing is, I was taking my laptop with me on this trip, which isn't like an always thing, and I, could, I do really feel that way. Now, the great thing about Tom Bin, right, like their systems, like I, I, I didn't just buy a bag, I bought a whole system. Um, right. I bought the synapse, I bought the cache to put my like to put my stuff in, right? So I bought two of them, like one for the uh, laptop and one for my iPad, but I actually ended up just using one and putting them both in the same one. That made more sense yeah. to me because you could just fit them both in there. Um I bought the Freudian slip, which is the best product name, uh which is just it's just like a thing that's fit made to fit perfectly in the bag that just has like a ton of pockets on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an organizational thing. Um, what else did I get? I know, right? A snake charmer. And again, <laughs> it's so awesome. I bought the big snake charmer and they have a pocket on the base of the backpack, which the snake charmer fits perfectly inside. Yeah, I like that pocket. And also the travel tray I got as well, which is just this little, it looks like a little bag. It just pops out to be this little tray. So when you're traveling, you have like a, just like a little thing that you can put stuff in in the hotel room. It's kind of a smart idea. So yeah, I went overboard and I emptied the Tom Bin store and I love the <laughs> amount of pockets. There's so many pockets on this bag and I feel like I'm able to like just arrange things way better than I have been in the past. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I am actually very happy with my purchase. I'm still going to use my Manal bag, but I'm actually now going to use that for more like out and about in the day type stuff, which is actually what the bag is meant to be for as opposed mm-hmm. to my traveling bag. So like right. if I'm, you know, if I'm going swimming, I'm going to use the Manal bag. If I'm going down to like work somewhere for a day, I'm going to grab my Manal bag. Like it's perfect for that kind of stuff. Um and I've I have really enjoyed it for traveling, but I feel like I just needed a little bit more. And but the thing is, the Tombin 25 is a lot more. It's not just a little bit more. Um right. but I'm happy with that. So I considered the 25 and I ended up going with the 19, which is was a mistake for someone my size. I the considered 19s, the 19, but it's too small for me. It's too it's small for too my frame. Small. Yeah, yeah. It definitely looks like you know on when I put it on, it just looks funny, right? It you looks look like, like you I'm have a baby like backpack. a kid's. Yeah, right. That's, yeah. yeah, but it's awesomely made. What what uh, exterior and interior colors did you get? Because their colors um, are great. The ballistic gray with the mm-hmm. Halcyon Island blue interior. Oh. Gotcha. Yeah, that's great. So we get, you know, bags came up a bunch recently, obviously with the Baron Pig back, Baron Fig backpacks, and we all talked about that. And people liked them. People don't like them. They're saying, if well, if I don't like it, what else should I consider? I'm looking for a bag or a backpack. And they they asked me what I use, and I always have to preface this with this is a completely unfair answer because my favorite bag is no longer made. The company's out of business. And it's uh, by a company called Bowgear, and we've talked about it several times because it's such a good bag. I've never stopped using it. It's called the Bullpup. And Bowgear is going to come back at some point. They stop manufacturing. They're going to, you know, reboot the company. the The guy behind uh, Bowgear is going to reboot the company, and I, you can be sure I'll be first in line when he does it because this is the best bag I've ever owned. If you're familiar with like the shape of a standard Go Ruck bag, it's a very simple bag but has just the right amount of pockets and that type of uh, setup like it's just right in everything and it fits me really well and the shoulder straps are wide enough and it's just a good all-around bag and if I don't use that which that's like my overnight bag like we just went on a trip this week for three days my things go in there my laptop my cables all that stuff my day bag is the Lanier that I just use religiously so like those are the only two bags I use 
And I'm such a bag and backpack nut that I, you would think I would find something different than this bullpup that I could recommend to someone, but it's my favorite so far. It's better than like the Tom Ben 19, obviously for size reasons. So, you know, like my dad needed a new backpack. He's asked me what to get. I said, don't just come to my house. And I threw out all my backpacks. I just said, pick any one of these. Like I have, like Patagonia makes awesome bags. Timbuktu makes really good bags. There's a, a a new guy in town called the Brown Buffalo. He makes really good bags. So like I threw all these bags out for my dad. I was like, I love all these bags, but I only use my bow gear bag. So pick anything you want. It's uh that that's all I need is that bag and then like my linear for the day stuff. So yeah, but there's lots of good bag stuff. I told people uh, online that you know maybe I should start reviewing bags because that passion goes back as far as you know pens and stationery almost. Like I've been a bag and backpack guy for as long as I can remember. And our, our good, I pointed them to our good friend, Chase Reeves, who does amazing bag and backpack reviews on YouTube. So we'll put that link to the show notes. If y'all are interested in the, like a bag or a backpack, Chase has probably reviewed it in the end. He's hilarious on top of it. Yeah. I love Chase's reviews. I've been a subscriber of his YouTube channel for a while for that exact reason. He does a fantastic mm-hmm. job. And that's not an act. Um, that's Chase. What, what you see in the videos is not an act. I promise you that. Uh, knowing Chase and being in his presence, not an act. Nope. <laughs> He's a one of a kind dude. <laughs> yeah, so I'm happy with my purchase. I mean, I'm hoping it's going to last. Like, I feel like bags and pens and all that stuff they tend to go together in that like. You will buy one and then you'll keep buying them. And it's like, there's always the perfect one, just that little bit out of reach, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like there's a similarity there, like just just out of reach. Like there's the next one. It's just, it's so close. You know, that's the kind of how yep. I feel about the bag. So. Yep. Um, I'll give a little update. Um, the uh, the Sailor Pro Gear, the Bung Box one. Oh, yeah. It's currently held at Customs, um, mm. which I expected, but at least it's in this country. Uh, so I'm expecting <laughs> to get a customs form today or tomorrow, and then hopefully by next week's episode, I'll have it in hand. Cool. I, I'm anxious for you to get that. It's a very different pin in a in a good way. It's cool. It's very cool. You, you've seen mine. You've seen them in person. Yeah, and that's why I want it. <laughs> very cool. Well, let's uh, let's talk about our good friends at Harry's because I have a very interesting discovery about okay. uh, one of our favorite favorite brands and sponsors here at The Pin Addict. All right, you know about Harry's. You've got to know about them. They make amazing quality products at super reasonable prices, which is why 3 million people have switched to them. And it's the holiday season, and Harry's is also the perfect gift. It's practical, you can personalize the handles of engravings, and you can even choose the color of razor that will match the person in your life that you want to buy it for. Harry's offers custom gift sets to help you find the perfect gift, and they are even... Those sets actually are even great for people who've already made the switch to Harry's because they have a bunch of lovely stuff that you can get along with them. For this holiday season, Harry's custom and limited edition shaving sets come with German-engineered five-blade cartridges that provide a close, comfortable shave, foaming shave gel that smells just amazing, and a special limited edition winter chrome and emerald green handles that are available that can be engraved or presented in beautiful boxes that are ready to gift. Their sets start at just $10, which makes some great stocking stuffers too. Now, what is this uh, what is this discovery that you've made Brad so about two weeks ago our friend Mark Backus of the nib grinder said hey you have one of those Harry's razor stands don't you he said go see if a pen will fit in there 
and it was like just like seeing you right-handed on the podcon poster my head exploded a little bit i was like are you kidding me like that's the perfect pin stand so they're small little i guess it's aluminum harry's razor stand is one of the best pin stands you could ever hope for i i took some pictures posted them on instagram i was like it's perfect. It's wide enough to fit, you know, wider pens. Like I used like a custom acrylic pen from Woodshed Pit Company. That's not a standard, you know, it's like an Edison Pearl size pen and it fits in there just flawlessly. They're 15 bucks and it was just kind of like a real eye opener. So now I need extra Harry's razor stands to hold pens. And um, yeah, it worked out kind of amazingly. <laughs> that is wonderful. <laughs> so alternate great, alternate usage. <laughs> not only great for shaving, also great for just general display purposes, turns out. Yeah. Yeah. This holiday, give Harry's and give Handsome. It was a special offer for listeners of this show. Harry's will give you five dollars off your order when you go to Harry's.com slash pen addict. This offer is only available for the holidays. Shipping cutoffs end this week, so act now to get your gift deliveries in time. Once again, to get a limited edition holiday shave set while supplies last, go to harrys.com slash pen addict. Our thanks to Harry's for their continued support of this show. All right, Mike. So we're getting to one of your favorite topics, which is Brad causing trouble on the internet. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, this is like the highlight of your your podcast experience, right? I love it. <laughs> so I know for a fact that you don't love it, and we're going to talk about it this week. So I have a big audience on Twitter with my blog, with this podcast. I have a lot of reach in the community. Um, my words carry weight in the community. And I oftentimes, I would say more than often, don't realize that when I'm speaking, talking, you know, joking around on Twitter, like I'm just me, right? Like this is me and I'm going to have fun or I'm going to say the argumentative thing that I want to say or, you know, whatever, I'm state my opinion. And I never put it in the context of I have an actual responsibility based on my status in the community. So I struggle with that big time, right? Is there a line to be drawn between Brad, the person and Brad, the pen addict, you know, or Brad, the not company owner or, you know, whatever. I have a huge difficulty with that. Like it's kind of new to me, right? Um, Even though I've been doing this for years and years and years, the audience has grown to a point where things are taking taken differently, and rightfully so, I think. Like, I I agree that my words can move the needle. Can you know, in the case of me, about a week ago, um, commenting on Baron Fig's actions on the Kickstarter, instigating. You know, it was an incendiary tweet. And I have since apologized for that tweet. I, I didn't take it down. I don't delete things. You know, I'll I'll stand up. I'll stand by my words. I'll apologize if I make mistakes. And I felt I took it a little too far in that particular tweet. So I struggle with what are the, one of the things that is core to my beliefs is honesty with your customers as a business. I get mad when when companies aren't 
do I have a right to say something? Is it fair because my words carry more weight than others for me to point this out? Should I just shrug my shoulders and go, ah, eh, you know, whatever. They can do whatever they want. You know, people will decide for themselves if they're being honest with them or not. But like when I can see it in like very black and white terms in this case that they aren't, I get frustrated and sometimes lash out on Twitter, which obviously is a stupid thing to do. But I didn't, I never realized how important some of the things I say could be to other people. And there's a lot of different ways to look at this. Should I not say anything and just kind of keep it on the fun, you know, let's have fun with stationary side and people can do whatever they want. Should I, I have a very protector kind of role and mindset in me. Like I want to protect consumers in this space from people who I think are doing bad things, you know, or questionable things. I think bad may be a strong term, questionable. Everyone, I would just like to add at this point that we're not making any, and Brad, I'll speak for Brad as well. Like he's not saying about anything specific here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about specifics, but I'm just saying in general, in general, if as a member of the stationary community, I get questions. So someone says, hey, what do you think about X company? What's my responsibility to answer that question? Do I answer it? Is, are they asking the pen out question? Is the answer different if I believe something differently? Like I have a real struggle with like commenting and because my words can like move the needle on things, right? So it's it's a challenge. So I bring this up to say maybe we should stop doing that on the podcast and having like these kind of Debbie Downer conversations because this is a podcast about pens and paper and stationery mm-hmm. and inks and the people that make them. Maybe it should just the focus should be on the goodness of the products and the goodness of the people and the goodness of the community and just, you know, eliminate the negativity. I know you're very much for that. Like yes. you've always been that way. You've you've had to back me down several times because of who I am and what I feel like I mm-hmm. should say. And I don't know what I feel about that, right? Like, I want to have, do you think I want to talk about this stuff? Of course I don't. No one wants to talk about the negative side of things. Well, some so, people do. Well, yeah. But I, I honest to, to goodness don't. But sometimes the facts are right in front of my eyes and I feel like I have to say something. Should I? I... Apparently not, a lot of people think, but apparently so, other people think. I don't know what to do. I'm I'm struggling, as you can tell, with the responsibilities that I have. And I agree that I have responsibilities and that my words matter. And I should respect the voice and the platform that I have and use it for good. At the same time, my brain goes, well, this is bad. And other people should know it's bad. 
and choose, you know, have the full amount of information when they're choosing to spend their money. Because let's be honest, I mean, this is a frivolous, you know, um, expenditure kind of area we're in, right? This is all like non, <laughs> not necessary good. So, you know, we have fun with this stuff. So maybe the podcast should just be about the fun we have with all this stuff. I'll let you talk now because I've rambled enough, but there's definitely more to say. The Pen Addict is not a journal of note, right? Mm-hmm. Nor is it a scandal show. Right. That's how I feel about this. So mm-hmm. we don't have to talk about everything and we don't need to bring up drama just for the sake of it. So, like, mm-hmm. I'll give you some examples. When we spoke about the Field Notes issue with Abercrombie a couple of weeks ago, that was totally worth discussing, and it fell within our usual area of discussion. We talk about that company a lot. We love their products. We felt that they maybe didn't do something right, so we should talk about it, right? Like, not talking about that would have been the wrong thing to do. But okay. So, like, without going into specifics, because I'm not interested in this discussion on this show today... There has been a lot of drama of like of this weekend about Baron Figs backpacks and their Kickstarters. Mm-hmm. We have no need to discuss that. We spoke about the product when it came out. People have already got it. There's been some issues about it. I don't think that it's necessary talking about it because it's people getting upset about whatever and then people getting upset about the fact that people are getting upset. Like if we would have spoken about that today, in my opinion, it would have felt super shoehorned into the show. Like it's just right. just so we could talk about the drama. Like, right. I'm not interested in talking about the drama. Like, I don't even want to talk about the drama surrounding, like, the Field Notes thing, but I felt like it was right to discuss it because not talking about it would have been, would have felt weird, right? Yeah. It would have felt like we were avoiding it. But if if we would have just done this episode today and not spoken about the Baron Fig Fig stuff, I wouldn't have felt the same. Because really, right. it feels like a storm in a teacup kind of situation that's being being discussed Mm -hmm. about like when we discuss scammy kickstarters and stuff i think that can be fun as well as informative but we're not just getting mad and making people mad right like but i think that these are the exceptions to the general rule of the fact that i think that we should be focused on making something that people can enjoy to get away from the stresses of their life and bringing Mm -hmm. in to this to the show just a bunch of negativity about people and products and think and like just people being morons online i don't think that it's worth it there's enough bad in this world we make a freaking show about pens why can't we just (laughs) sit and enjoy it like people are coming here to enjoy something i don't think that it needs to be be Debbie Downer conversations or Donald mm-hmm. Downer conversations, right? It's just not a thing that's required. And here's the thing, right? A lot of the stuff that you say you end up getting yourself in trouble over. So I think mm-hmm. that you need to make some kind of general rule that you don't talk about things that are going to get you in trouble here or on Twitter and you write them down to publish yeah. them. You have a blog that you can publish this stuff on. And maybe if mm. you sat and write it down, you might take a bit more time and like edit and refine what you want to say. Let it simmer a mm. little bit, send it That's to an editor point. before you actually publish it. And then that might make you think, think a little bit more deeply about these things. I just, and like you, you wrote a note in here, like what would a new listener think if they stepped mm-hmm. into these negative shows? And like, yeah, that is exactly it, right? Like there can be negativity if entertainment surrounds it. Like, feeling the need that we need to bring up every bad thing that happens in the community, there's no entertainment to it. Like, and, and I care about making people come away from this show feeling good as opposed to coming away from this show and feeling completely informed about every discussion that's occurred in the pen bubble over the last four or five days. So, right, right. 
I think it's we're having this. This is the exact type of thing I don't want to be talking about. Like this exact conversation, like is mm-hmm. the exact problem. But I feel like we need to put our like flag in the ground and move forward. And like, and this is a thing that like I know everybody's going to have their own opinions on this. And I don't like to be this kind of guy because I try not to be. But it doesn't matter what your opinion on this is. This is what we're going to do. Like. Mm-hmm. We have done this show for 285 episodes, 287 <laughs> episodes, because we make something that makes me and Brad happy and in turn yeah. makes other people happy. And we need to make sure we're doing that because that's what keeps the show around because it makes yeah. us happy to do this. And I don't want to keep coming away from this show feeling sad, which I have done recently. Mm-hmm. And sure. it's because I feel like that we are like pushing into negative too much. So there you go. That that's that's my feeling on this. So we are on the same page, which I'm not sure you thought you were going to get no, out of me. I didn't. And by the end, <laughs> I have come to the realization, as hard as it may be, or as you know, as much as I beat my head against the wall and, and caused injury to myself, and I'm having a concussion, that it's not fun, and. This is what we do. We have fun. Like, I have the most fun on the internet of anyone I know. Like, I think it's a blast Mm -hmm. (laughs) talking about pens and stationery. And I get excited about black staples in a notebook, right? That's fun. And that's what I want to talk about. And part of me still sees things like Mass Drop and the way they affect the businesses in our community. So do I talk about that, right? Like I feel like we had to talk about field notes a couple weeks ago. So mass drop has the new Pelican for a price that retailers cannot compete with by contract. They're not allowed to. Do we talk about that on this show? Like that's my dilemma. Do I where is the expectations of me to expand the knowledge of our listener, even if it's negative? Yeah. So that's that's a challenge. But like, I feel like we can talk about something like that. Like th- that to me makes sense. We've spoken about mass drop in the past, right? Like mm-hmm. that's a thing. And plus, because it's a gray area, because that's bad for retailers. It's great for customers. Like, if right. you want a Pelican M A O five right now. You can go buy one from Mashdrop and you're going to get a huge discount, right? Like, yeah. So, you know, like that's the thing. Like, in my opinion, it's like that. I know I understand where you're coming from, but that's not a completely negative discussion. <laughs> this is actually useful information for people if they want to go and buy one. Right. And like we said, we have a new listeners. They should understand, okay, why Mashdrop is able to get them for this price, right? Yep. You know, I think that's a... Maybe I should approach it as a knowledge-based discussion as opposed to a personal opinion discussion. Is that a fair way to put it? I don't know if I'm saying that right. But like, you know, helping you make decisions, you know, without having necessarily like, I don't know. I, I have a hard time with the word opinion because I'm very opinionated, right? So it's like, I want to say... Don't buy this pen from Mastrop, <laughs> but is that the right conversation? Right, like I it, it's hard. This is a super difficult thing, but I think if we focus on the fun and positivity side of things, I think we'll all be better off. Um, I'm 
and I'm the one guilty here. Like you don't do anything. I'm the one that's like knee deep in this community and love this community with all of my heart and want to want everyone to have fun and everyone to do the right thing. And it's not always going to happen and there's going to be negativity, but living, you know, having a more positive outlook on everything and just not completely ignoring the negativity, but not getting caught up into it. And that's very hard for a lot of us to do these days with the environment that we live in and the ease of access to lots of people. And, you know, I've affected people negatively by my words and that hurts me. You know, like, I don't want to be that guy. Like, that's not me. That's me, you know, turning into a gremlin for a second. And, you know, that's a, you know, something I have to work on on a personal level. But from a community perspective as a whole, my God, this is like the funnest thing on earth, right? Like, it should just be about fun and humanity and empathy. Like, these are all the things that I believe in. And it starts with me, right? I'm the one that has to make the change. I'm not telling anyone else how to act. I'm saying this for my own good, right? I'm the one that will instigate on Twitter or say something, you know, you know, very negative and it makes people feel that, yeah, that's not, yeah, that's wrong. And let, like, let's pile on and like, in retrospect, I'm like, oh, that's just, that's gross, you know? <laughs> That's, I don't want to be that guy. And uh, the problem is I get like really passionate about people who do right and wrong. And so sometimes I let that get ahead of me. And I should just take a minute, like you say, reformulate those thoughts and decide what's fun. Because it's stationary. It's pens and paper and ink and people and awesomeness. And focus on the fun and enjoy every minute that we have doing this because you never know how long it's going to last. And that's where this should go, right? Like I'm all aboard the positivity train and let's ride it for the next thousand episodes. What do you think? I'm, I'm totally down with that. There we go. Stake in the ground. This is where we are. I'm going to move forward. Excellent. All right. Except I got to say one more thing, oh, <laughs> you know, because I do, I, I'm, I'm hopefully going to be on the RSVP podcast, um, which where I, I came up as a topic in that, in that discussion. So I've talked to uh, D and Les about uh, coming on the show and discussing things with them. And I'm happy to be on there soon. Hopefully we're going to get that worked out. So I just wanted to point that out that uh, we'll, I'll hopefully be able to talk with them soon about uh, all this stuff. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace. Use the offer code INC at checkout and you'll get 10% of your first purchase. Make your next move with Squarespace. They let you easily create the website that you have rolling around in your brain to fulfill the idea that you want to get out into the world. With a unique domain name, award-winning templates, 24-7 customer support, and so much more, they are the all-in-one platform that will let you do whatever it is you're looking to do. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. You ain't got to worry about any of that stuff. Squarespace has got you covered. If you want to make a blog, portfolio, an online store, site for your business, a site for your band, site for your restaurant, doesn't matter what type of website you want to make, Squarespace have got the tools that you need, and you can go and try it out right now. You can sign up for a free trial with no credit card required. Just go to squarespace.com, play around with it. The trial is full. You can go in, you, you mess around. It's so simple. You make sure you've got everything that you need. You play around with the beautiful templates. It's fantastic. 
And then when you decide to sign up and their plans start at just $12 a month, use the offer code INC and you'll get 10% on your first purchase and also show your support for this show. Well, thanks to Squarespace for the continued support of Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So it's a learning process, Mike, mm. and we will continue to learn. We, I mean, 10 years into a blog, I learn every day. Yep. And there's new people along for the ride every day, and I want them to have a good time because that's what this is all about, right? Exactly. And speaking about learning, let's answer some last mm. CPA questions. All right. So we got, we got some good ones this week from Joel on Twitter. Is there an A5 notebook with good paper like Rhodia that only has about 24 sheets? I'm trying to reduce the resistance to breaking in a new notebook. So this is actually a really good two-part question. I don't know if Joel um, understood that when he... Uh, originally asked the question resistance to breaking in a new notebook is a thing right we all how many notebooks do you have that you haven't started but you had to have that notebook right mm-hmm. and it's like I, what is it what am i going to use it for you know how am i going to use it you know what is the plan for this notebook um so you know that's a really really important question so joel's <laughs> Joel's actually trying to get around this. He's like, hey, don't make it so hard on me. I don't need 198 pages. Just give me 24 and I'm good. I'm good with this notebook. I think that's why I like pocket notebooks so much, right? Like you can plow through those pretty quickly. But A5 size in about 24 sheets, life stationary makes the best ones. I think Kokugo makes wonderful ones. But I'd look at like uh, Life Pistachio. Um, I think they're more than 24. I'll have to look them up actually while we're talking. Um, so all, some of the Japanese makers make something around that 32. size. They don't miss, so 32. So pretty fair, you know, and it's cheap, you know, $4, 5 $6, whatever. So the paper quality is on par, if not superior than Rhodia, you know, um, Kokuyo is the same way. Apica, all, a lot of the Japanese brands do this a five ish size in a small number of sheets just open so it up you want. tear out a few pages you're good to go yeah yeah and like we all <laughs> like we all say um like we all say you know just start writing it doesn't matter like that's a, that's a huge challenge we've talked about it for years and years and years it's cracking open a new notebook and i think we'll probably talk about it next week mike getting ready for 2018 um you know like the the beginning of a new year is always a challenge for those who keep diaries and journals and things like that. So uh, we'll talk about some more of that next week. But that's where you want to head, Joel. Life, Apica, Kokuyo, they make um, great paper in a smaller uh, smaller format. So uh, Logan at 12 Yake on Twitter. I'm looking for an ink to put in my broad tip Twisby Eco turquoise. Something in green or blue that will look amazing in my Hippo Noto. Any suggestions? So the Hippo Noto uses Tomoe River paper. So it's very good for sheen. It's very good for bright colors. And this, I mean, this color range is my wheelhouse, right? This is your Pilot Orochizuku Kanpeki. This is your Sailor Sky High. This is your Edelstein Topaz. What I just put in my Twisby Eco T was um, Robert Oster... Blue Lake Ice, I think is the name of it. I get his name so confused. and it's But it's in the same color range as like a Konpeki or a Sky High. I like bright turquoisey blues. That's some of the best, you know, colors on the planet. 
in my book. I use them very frequently. So those are kind of the top four or five I would use in that range. Do you have anything to add besides that? No, I don't think so. I think that you nailed it. Like there's some excellent options there. Yeah, so I think Blue Water Ice. I don't know what I said, but uh, Blue Water Ice is the actual correct name. Thank you, Jim, in the chat room. Jim, live and direct from Beirut. He's a world traveler, that Jim. So Dave wants to know, with his tactile turn survey submitted, what is your go-to refill for the G2 mover? I can see me re- seem to recall you saying the G2 isn't your favorite in that category. Absolutely correct. There is a refill called the Pilot Juice. So... My issues with the G2 are the inconsistencies with the tip. It can be very rough, skip, tear the page I've seen, um, just have more flaws than what I want in a micro gel ink pen. Pilot a couple years ago came out with an entire lineup called the Pilot Juice, which I, you know, I'm not Pilot. I don't know why this isn't just like, the new and improved G2 because it's a micro gel ink pen. The cartridge is identical in size, shape, and manufacturing as the G2 cartridge, and it's better. It just is. And it comes in more colors and it comes in more tip sizes. And all you have to do is buy a pilot juice in any color you want. They're like a dollar sixty. Take out the refill, put it in your tactile turn. I use the blue black 0.38 mostly in the juice lineup, but I think they have 30 colors in all the tip sizes. It's kind of crazy that this just isn't the rebranded, rebranded Pilot G2 because it's a better pen. It just is. So we'll see um, if if Pilot ever does that. They don't really have any impetus to because G2 is the number one selling pen in the world. And uh, I, I don't say that jokingly. It's <laughs> it's based on these last, last metrics that uh, all these, you know, a lot of companies have all these things created and to to determine what is selling and they can tell in the market and g2 is the top there's uh, no doubt so on the tactile turn front the surveys just came out for the kickstarter mm-hmm. for the new newly designed mover and shaker and we were talking on twitter i think this morning hey what color did you get i went with purple so uh the new anodization that will is doing on these pens came out amazingly he sent me an orange um and i gave away purple and stainless i think so i reordered a purple for me with my new kickstarter so there's there's my answer for that what do you think mike <laughs> i have nothing to say uh i don't uh is I it retro 51 is that what it, can you put a retro 51 inside of a tactile turn? no I, I like the tactile Funny. turn a lot i like that a lot that's a great pen but the g2 yeah. um refill like I don't really have opinions on it anymore because honestly, yeah. I have, I have not, I can't remember the last time I used a pen with one of these types of refills. It's just not yeah. what I go for. I've moved on beyond mm-hmm. that. And a lot of people have, but funny you should ask that. We'll skip to the last question and circle back around. Yeah, I thought it was just funny. Good friend Joe Lebo. I don't know what do Joe's th- doing. I don't know what's wrong with him. <laughs> do you think the Retro 51 would ever make a version of the Tornado that would fit a refill like the Pilot Juice without modification? I'll let you answer that. I don't think they will because so so much of the love around this pen is based upon the refill and then like the design is extra. I I can't imagine them 
changing the the base of what they do. I mean, they have two different refill types that they have depending on the size, but like the Tornado is considered to be so great because of that refill. And if they yep. start muddying the waters with different versions, I think that it it, it makes the, 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 the product less appealing, I think. It makes it more confusing. Agree with you. Retro 51, why we love them so much is they filled a gap that no one can compete in or has tried to compete in. I'm not saying no one can. They clearly could. But they've made a pin at a price point that has no competition. Mm-hmm. And it's really freaking good. Yep. So they have zero incentive to change, and nor should they. Yep. Unless they added to their line, but then that's a cannibalism of your own product line thing. I don't know that they would do that. So we'll see. And we'll end it on this question, Mike. I forgot. This is from Jilly. I forgot Mike's nationality last week. I don't know how you can forget that. Uh, you listen to him every week. Mm-hmm. So the question for him is milk into the tea. Or tea into the milk. Milk into the tea and into the coffee every time. You never do it the other way around. And the people that do are monsters. Mm. Is this like, this is known? Like this is what you do or else you are looked at with the side eye? Well, that's that, well. people that do it the way that I do feel that way. My, my mm. feeling is like you add the milk to the color, right? When you got the color, mm-hmm. you know you've added the right amount of milk. I don't know okay. how you can work it out if you're putting the tea into the milk. That's this seems barbaric to me. <laughs> you just, just, just roll in the dice every time. What I mean, there, there's a measurement called the splash, right? I mean, what if you put a splash in the bottom of your cup? Who that's knows a, how much a splash is? I mean, I know how much a splash is. It's a splash. No, no. Put it in the bottom of the cup. This. Add the tea. I mean, then the splash, splash of milk. No. <laughs> I agree with you though. This is I unacceptable. I don't drink black coffee or but I don't like put a lot of stuff in my coffee. I like a splash of half and half, no sugar. Um I'm probably trending towards I'm just going to have, you know, I'll be one of those 60-year-old dudes just give me black coffee. Um but I drink mine with a little bit of half and half and uh less Half and half, the older I get, there's less things in the coffee because I actually enjoy the coffee part more than the the consumable, sugary part of anything. So, what a wonderful way to end this super positive yes. podcast, Mike. Yes, that's how it works. <laughs> uh, you can send in your questions with the hashtag AskEPA and we'll try our best to answer them at the end of the show don't forget stationary.wiki is still there it exists we love it um you should uh, still go good work on out. that yep exactly uh you can uh, find brad online he's at dowdyism on twitter d-o-w-d-y-i-s-m i am i mike i am y-k-e brad is pen addict on instagram i'm i mike on instagram uh, you can find uh brad's work over at penaddict.com and knock.co and uh, we want to as always thank you so much for listening Thanks to Squarespace, Storyworth, and Harry's for their support of this show. And uh, we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.